break, draft, trade. And I hope that that continues just like every other fantasy football player in the world. We all hope that that continues into next season. Who was there? Who was the other guy over there? The running back? It's not Rashad White. Which one? Samir? Why would you ask us? I'm sorry. Why would you ask me? <laughs> Rashad White is with the Bucks, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Who, who is? You're thinking of Samir. Who is still, your guy? Samir. Who? I keep saying his name and you keep ignoring it. What is it? Samir White. Okay, I'm White. God. So, that was Nick's red herring, by the way. That was Nick's, like, go-to man. It was kind of... All this rambling just slammed me up here. I, I promise you, I actually wasn't at wasn't trying to pick on you. Now, if, you know, if it, if it was what's-his-face from the Bucks, who I've, or it's so irrelevant, I don't remember, it's Kayshawn Vaughn, <laughs> I would slam you, but. <sighs> okay. What, why are you In sighing? response to all of the things. <laughs> because you just rambled like <laughs> 10 different points and halfway talked about it and then asked a question and then went to a new point. Can, um, <laughs> can you just. Break, draft, trade. Cut that out. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so we've got a ton of broken news. This week, last week, has been insanely busy with all of the new contracts and movements within the NFL. How does this affect these players in the world of fantasy football? There's so much here. I'm a little overwhelmed. Like, I was feeling really good, and now I'm looking at your notes, and I'm like, yeah, so I'm actually going to fire myself. <laughs> Uh, did you see the penny contract and how little that was? Rashad? Yeah. Did not. Was it only pennies? It's like one year and like 1.3 with only 600k guaranteed. Um, and it has incentives. I can bring it up to like 2 mil. It was it was tricky. It got leaked and then it got confirmed. It was the same tag. Yeah, I don't really understand the whole tagging. It sounds, sounds offensive to me, so... <laughs> I don't want to be tagged. I mean, it sounds like deer hunting season, and they've got you, and you just got tagged. Oh, we're very sneaky. What's your logic then? Yeah, because it was so little. It didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 But how does this affect Marlon Mack? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. The facts. Stick with the facts. This is the jury. Only, only the facts. I want the truth. Nothing but the truth. Hi, Mike. Hello. How's life? Awful. Oh. Oh, goodness. He is such a prima donna, but Craig is like, man, I just want him yep. gone. Like, gone. Yes. Why anybody would want to take that type of high-maintenance twit, I don't even know. But Craig's like, I don't care. Take him. They should just fast forward and send them to Minnesota. Right. Yep. Get them right to steal on the welfare checks. Broken news. Free agents went everywhere. We're going to touch on the ones that have to do with Dynasty. I'm going to drink, and we're going to roll with it. <laughs> What are you doing about that? We've been talking about it forever. And I'm like, he's never going to leave. They're never getting rid of him. And then all of a sudden, it was done. Never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I will have you know, my friend that listened to the podcast, he was like, I love how you just randomly bust out and sung. And I'm like, thank you. I'm so happy somebody appreciates that. Eh, well, there you go. I tolerate it. So thank you, Craig, if you're listening. <laughs> Don't cut that. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Yay. Just, just don't say, like, call him Big Papa. Yeah. I don't want to hear that anymore. He <laughs> <laughs> hears it a lot. <laughs> Did you just say call him Big Papa? All right, here we go. Three, two, one. You can find me on Twitter at Gina Noble underscore. Is that my name on there? What the nope. hell is it? Sure I just isn't. totally had a brain fart. <laughs>
That's a new one. That's a new one. Your own name. <laughs> you messed up your own Twitter. I did. I was like, wait a minute. This doesn't sound right. <laughs> My name is Knobleg711. You can find me at Gina Noble, and I have no idea what I'm doing. This is my first day, so welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome back to the Rank Draft Trade Podcast. I'm your hostess, Gina Noble. You can find me on Twitter at NobleG underscore FF. And to introduce to you our fantasy favorites and our smart brains of the pod, these are my favorite dudes in the fantasy football world. And that would be Mike, who is underscore Papa Bear Claw on Twitter. And my Mike is our realist and our serious Giants fan. So, Mike. You're the realist. Mike, Mike. They're telling me to be creative. I'm not feeling very creative. I'm doing my best here. Don't do it. I want to. You know I want to. I'm not going to do it. Mike, say hello to your You can't because I already said hello. <laughs> say hello to your fans. I didn't tell you to say hello yet. Oh, okay. I'll say hello now. Thank you. Hello. They may or may not call him Big Papa. No, no, oh, no. So no you say it's he doesn't have to hear somebody else say it five hundred <laughs> times a week while he's looking at listening to it over and over and over again. I that. <laughs> yeah, that's why he doesn't like it. It's not that it's you. It's the amount. Yeah, it's me. It's not you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm breaking up with you, and it's not you. It's me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of you who are repeat listeners of the pod, first of all, thank you. Second of all, you know what to do here. You can sing the. Gym yourself so that when Nick is editing this out, he doesn't have to listen to it 3,000 times. So go ahead and insert it. And speaking of Mr. Nick James, he is our only Iowa fan that we know. My favorite fantasy football partner, my BFF in the fantasy world, Nick James. Say hello to your fans. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. There's so much to talk about today. There's so much broken news. I know. I just moved to Nashville and I'm currently a free agent. Ooh, Nick. Yeah, for any ladies listening to the pod, mm-hmm. free agent, mm-hmm. Nick. He, he likes country music, he baseball He does hats. not like football at all. No. <laughs> Don't talk to him about football. But country music. He loves country music. Yes. I mm-hmm. heard he's gone country. Yeah. He's big into the Garth Brooks. Yes, loves Garth Brooks. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Want nothing to do with babbling Brooks. So he loves, you know what? I heard he loves Shania Twain. Oh, yeah. Let's go, girls. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I think we know who likes that here. Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Still wrong. One last shot. Who else is here? (laughs) I don't see anyone else. It's it's Annie. Um, Excuse me. Debbie Gibson is my girl, and that is my fave. And New Kids on the Block. All right. So enough about Shania Twain, Debbie Gibson, and Garth Brooks, and whoever. Mm -hmm. We've got quarterbacks to discuss. All would remain free agents. If I was a GM, why? I'm not signing any of them. You're crazy. Wait, what? Okay. Well, we can agree to disagree on that topic. 
<laughs> yep, they can sign to the Queen squad. That's right. I'm taking all of them. So this week we have a ton of free agent news and we are starting in the quarterback world and Jimmy G is off to Las Vegas on a three-year deal. Let's talk about Jimmy G in Las Vegas and how this affects his fantasy value and maybe some of the players around him and if that is going to help or hurt fantasy values. So let's start with Jimmy G. Obviously, this is Jimmy G going to a starter position, which is going to bump his value up. He didn't have a value before. Mm -hmm. He could have been anywhere from a backup on a competing team to a starter somewhere, though it did seem like he was more likely to be a starter after many, many teams being interested in trading for him and then him not end up moving last year. It almost seemed certain that he would sign somewhere this year. I was kind of hoping like Seattle, but Geno Smith there. So uh, Jimmy G to Las Vegas. I like it for Adams. They also got Jacoby Myers. Yeah. They just signed him to a, a three-year, $33 million deal. They still have Hunter Renfro, mm. which they seem like he might overlap a little bit with Jacoby. But you'd think, okay, well, Waller, Kittle, Jimmy G, well, Waller gets traded mm-hmm. to Mike's Mike. Mike is super excited Giants. about that. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> Sark insert sarcasm. <laughs> it's a good landing spot for him. He's probably a good fit on the team and in the system. I just don't get terribly excited about Jimmy G. I'm just kind of expecting eight or nine games at him just because he gets hurt so much. So at this point for me with Jimmy G, this is my last opportunity to kind of like move him at a, at a decent value for any of the shares that I had left kind of held on from San Fran. So good point, Mike. Would you say this is like right now is a very good opportunity to maybe trade Jimmy G because, you know, it's fresh in the news. He's starting quarterback over in Las Vegas. Like, maybe get rid of him now. Well, 100%. If he was, as of like a couple of months ago, it still was in people's heads. He's the quarterback three behind whoever the starter was of Purdy, Lance, and then, you know, he was the third. He, he's always getting hurt. He got hurt again last year. Yeah. And he's still got paid. Yeah. 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 He's it's, three years younger than like the Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford, Cousins tier. Kind of feel like you can get still a couple years of mediocrity out of Jimmy G. I don't know that this is something where you're ever going to look up and be like, this is a QB1, maybe on a really heavy bye week with a great matchup and a terrible defense. I mean, like, you have to really stretch it to kind of envision that. And it's not like he's going to be looked at that in a season-long perspective. But can he be a reliable uh, QB in a super flex as a a QB2 for probably a couple years? I mean, like, at least he's got Adams for uh, his twilight years or year or whoever long that lasts. Yeah. Um, it's Twilight Month. So speaking of Adams, uh, Derek Carr was obviously with Las Vegas before, and Derek Carr is going to be the next quarterback that we talk about. But sticking with Adams for a second, as far as fantasy value, Devontae Adams had a huge fantasy year last year. He obviously had good rapport with Derek Carr. How do you feel Devontae Adams' fantasy value is going to be with Jimmy G now at quarterback? Do you think it's going to be the same? Do you think it will fall? Or do you think he's still going to have a, a big year like last year? I don't think Jimmy G changed Adams' value. I think Adams' value is on the same trajectory it's been. He's putting up elite numbers until he doesn't, and whatever that is worth to you. Yep. At this point in your career at wide receiver, you kind of ride it out. It's how long it's going to last. I think he's on a 
downward trajectory regardless. He didn't lose any steam or really gain any steam by getting Jimmy G. He's still on the same path where it's good now, but you know that drop-off is probably coming soon. He's just changing quarterbacks. Maybe that accelerates it, but really, I don't know if you're losing a whole lot from Jimmy G to Carr. I mean, like, I would prefer Carr, obviously, but I don't know. As from Just from Adam's perspective, I don't know if that's going to be a ton different. He's still a 30-year-old wide receiver who's someone who I'm not going to get in drafts because I'd rather take the young guys who won't probably put up as much this year, but then be worth something the following year over Adams. So like him and same, same deal with like Cup, who's about to turn 30. Two guys I'm just probably not going to end up with, even with pretty Jimmy there with him. <laughs> yeah. So it was interesting. I was watching a show the other day where they were comparing Jimmy G and Derek Carr, and they were almost identical, except for Jimmy G has won four playoff games and Derek Carr has zero wins for playoff games. So fun fact. Well, I don't play fantasy football in the playoffs, so I couldn't tell yeah, you. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're, they're pretty comparable, I think. So to your point, I don't think Devontae Adams is going to have much of a difference, but I was just curious if there was anything I was missing there that if we were worried. So let's move on to Derek Carr. So Derek Carr signs with the Saints. Uh, are we any more excited about Derek Carr than we were with him in Las Vegas? He's got similar weapons there. Got a young stud in Olave. I'd probably take that over having Adams. And then he might have Michael Thomas on. And wasn't that like an incentive-lative thing they have had him uh, restructure for? A chance for MT to re- regain some of that value or be the value that he's been, you know, at least drafted to be in the recent memory. Uh, it gives MT a chance. I think it might help out Olave a little bit. This is probably better than Chuck at Jameis, even though maybe Chuck at Jameis is great for an Olave-style player player, but this has to be as good or better than most of the other possibilities or outcomes for a quarterback there. Jameis came back. He's the backup to Carr, so he's still hanging around. <laughs> it's probably better than any free agent signing they could have made. Likely better at least for a year than any rookie they would have been able to draft. At least he's got a decent amount of experience. That's valuable to these players. So, And you do know he can support a wide receiver one. I mean, he had it with yeah. Adams last year. He supported Renfro the year before somehow. I don't know that was a really weird thing. Uh, Waller all those years. I mean, he can throw the ball to someone. To help you transition to the next one, I think we should do, I'm going to ask Mike here. Oh. Rank these three QBs for me. Ready? Gino, Smith, Derek Carr, or Russell Wilson? Okay. Derek, Gino, or Russell Wilson? Okay. Uh, I, I think I'll take Russell Wilson. Wait, I got to ask you the question. <laughs> That was me. Nick just asked me. Oh, Nick, you. Oh, I thought I you just said to him. transition. Yeah. I thought you were giving yeah, me the transition. Well, you, okay, okay. <laughs> Trying to keep up, you guys. You're good at this. We got Gino next. All right, but here to transition to it, Carr, Wilson, or Gino. You prefer Russ? Yeah, so that doesn't help you. What if they trade Judy or Sutton? I don't care. I like Peyton. I like that whole whatever they're going to do there. And I... You like Russell Wilson? I don't like Russell Wilson. I don't want him calling my phone. Don't tell him I like him. Russ is two years older than Gina. He is? He's 30, oh yeah, 34, 32. Yeah, Gina's same age as Carr. I think you just don't want to admit that my pick in that one mock draft we did where I went out on a limb and picked Gino, you just don't want to have that moment with me right now where I picked Gino and you were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, you just wait. You just wait. <laughs> Speaking of Gino, Noble, what was Gino's contract? Gino, hold on. Uh-oh. I got it. I did my my homework. I just gotta get to it. <laughs> Pages flipping. Stop it! Uh, Gino Smith contract. Hold on, Mike. This is my job. <laughs> oh, I got it. You're doing great at it. Um, 
Gino for three years worth 105 million. Three years, 105 million. He was the NFL comeback player of the year, Mike, and that is worth a spot on my fantasy team. I love Gino. I'm rooting for him. And they have an out next year. They kept themselves a little security there. They don't need it because Gino is coming back and he is going to be you just wait. You just hate my Gino. You hate him. You don't like him. You refuse to give me that. It's just like Amon Ra. Why do you hate all the people I love? <laughs> Maybe he's just not scared of Jared Stidham. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the backup to Russell Wilson yeah. is a well-paid backup for no great reason. Oh. Derek Carr got paid. Gino got paid. Russell Wilson still has been paid. Wilson's older than Carr and Smith. So for me, it comes down to do I really want Carr Smith and I'm fading Wilson just a little bit. I do like Sean Payton. I would be much lower than this on him if it wasn't for Sean Payton. Oh yeah. Maybe that is going to resurrect what's going on there. Ooh, man, I got. I think I like Carr the best of these three just because I, I like Olave. Mm, yeah. The Carr and Olave pairing there, that could be pretty sweet and he's just barely younger than Gino. Gino's like half a year older or whatever. I like Gino just barely less but right afterwards and then Russell Wilson, uh, largely due to you get a couple more years where Russell Wilson is approaching that age where next year it's like, is it going to be retire? Maybe. You know what I mean? They're talking about with Stafford and Stafford's almost a year older than Wilson. So just in, in perspective or whatever, I think with Geno getting paid, I mean, like he was a top 10 QB last year. There were stretches where he was one of the better QBs to have. So for me, it would probably go Carr barely over Geno and then Wilson. So I, for what it's worth, and it's probably not worth worth much. Um, Russell Wilson is on my do not draft list. So <laughs> yes, yes. Where, 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 where he's your new campaign. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I don't like mind Russell Wilson. I mean, I couldn't stand Cam Newton, but um, no, I just don't want him on my fantasy team anywhere. Nowhere. He's so not frustrating. Even in like the ninth and 10th round. N uh, no, n no, you can keep him. I would rather take Miles Gaskin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who? new life but we're not discussing running backs today <laughs> yet we never said that but we're gonna agree <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Are we recording? Then you're probably going to bring him up at least. But anyways, if... I mean, there he was. <laughs> another team that we love to bring up... Is the Dolphins. The Giants. Oh, the Giants. Okay. Giants. Yeah, I was Dolphins. like, oh. I mean, we do... I do like to bring up the Dolphins because, you know, Miles is there, but... You can be quick with Daniel Jones because there's not a lot yeah. to talk with with the supporting cast. It's just... It, it's as, as is. I mean, except for the fact that he's awesome. Well, Mike, tell the listeners about Daniel Jones. He's your boy. Tell me about all the Giants. Giants moves. Oh yeah, it's it's been very exciting. They re-signed Daniel Jones, tag Saquon Barkley, re-signed Sterling Shepard, traded for Dallin, Darren Waller, burying Bellinger. Boo. Did I miss anything fantasy relevant? Y you nailed it. Yeah, way to go, Mike. You just took my job. You forgot about Matt Breida. They brought back Matt Breida. They too. did bring back <laughs> Matt Breida. They did. He got he got less than uh, Rashad Penny. So he's somewhere in between the two. What's that contract? For. 
Daniel Jones lands a four-year deal with the Giants worth $160 million. It includes a guarantee of $94 million and the ability to earn an additional $35 million in incentives. I did my homework. Do you like that? Holy cow. Do you like that? That's a lot of money for Daniel Jones. That is a lot. Of, but he was good. Yep. He was. It came out, like, all the reports were like, he's looking for, like, Mahomes money. Yeah. Get out He's not looking for Mahomes money. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's gonna happen. He may have got himself paid better than you might think. Yeah. Because Jimmy G barely paid compared to what Daniel Jones got. But Daniel Jones is younger than all these other guys we talked about. So he's got the guarantees. And he gets one more year of say quads. He might not have any wide receivers, but hopefully by next pod we'll see where Miko Hardman and DJ Chark. Baby Chark. So exciting. I'm just saying it's better than kick returners and practice squad players. I don't know. Remember the last time we got a Lions receiver that was hyped? Mm. Yeah. It doesn't matter because none of them are going to be the number one receiving target, which they traded for. Yeah, Darren Waller. They should they should go after Amon Ra. Just saying. He is absolutely the best receiver on that team right now if he's on the field. Amon Ra? No. Why are we talking about Amon Ra? I just said they should go after <laughs> Amon Ra. All right, I'm on to the next uh, thing that I wanted to mention here is that the Giants drafted in the first round Kadarius Tony. Didn't like Kadarius Tony. Traded him for a pick and then traded that pick for Waller. So basically it was Kadarius Tony for Darren Waller. I don't exactly hate it. No. Especially when you've got Wandale there. Ooh. But it seems like a terrible allocation of resources to use your first round pick on Darren Waller. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Considering Darren Waller is going to be injured for yeah. 75% of the season. I mean, that's you can word it that way. I mean, the, <laughs> we could say the Cowboys you know, just cut their, <laughs> their first round pick. It's like, oh, it's Zeke. Yeah. yeah. That was big news. Well, different GM, different coaching staff. <laughs> Franchise tag on Saquon Barkley. Is that surprising or did you see that coming? That's what they said they were going to do. It sounded like he wasn't super happy about it. No, he was not. Saquon? Yeah, apparently. Well, I mean, should he be? He's getting $10 million. Mike White gets $8 million, and he's one of the most talented players in the league. Yeah, he should be unhappy about it, but that's the way it is for running backs. They have a short shelf life. Right. They're not, you know, what they used to be. You can't go ahead and put all this money into them. You can't pay them $20, $30 million a year. It's not feasible when they can go ahead and just draft somebody. Are you fearful he might not play on the franchise tag? Am I fearful that the running back owner to be like 26 years old is going to sit out a year of football and then come back another year later to get a big contract? Contract? No, I'm not concerned about that. Okay, so you don't think that's going to be an issue? You, like, you don't see his value hurting at all from this? Yeah, he's not at an age where he can go hold out a season and not play and then go sign a deal somewhere else next year and get paid and make up for this year. It's not going to happen. I really don't think he's got much of a choice with it. Okay. Yep, and I can see why he'd be upset because at 26, you have a chance to get a, a few-year deal and get a, kind of a big one where if he gets franchise tagged, then now he's 27. Now he's not going to get that few-year deal and a if it is, it's not going to be for a lot of money, and he's going to demand money, so it's probably not going to be a long one. So, from him, it puts him right back in this the same place next year, a year older. Rough for Saquon's, but... Uh, yeah, I feel like the Giants kind of did him dirty a little bit, and that's got to leave a sour taste in your mouth, like, with yeah. the team. Well, doing him dirty is paying him over $10 mil a year, which is a ton yeah. for a running back, so you can't be too mad about it. Yeah. You can't feel too bad for the guy. You drive anywhere near that area of the stadium and everything, his face is on billboards, he's on TV commercials. He's getting okay, more than so enough he's money. Doing, he's he's being taken care of. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I feel a little better. <laughs> 
We, you don't have to worry about his, you know, him paying his bills. He's okay. <laughs> Should we move on to the fancy fish, the dolphins? We got Tua. They did exercise their fifth year option in Miami with Tua. Obviously, Tua's health, and that's a that's up in the air. Nobody can answer that. So that's that's a concern with Tua. The team answered it. What? I think the team answered it. Yeah. What do you mean? They said you probably can, so we're gonna pick up your fifth year deal, but we're not a hundred percent sure, so we're gonna sign Mike White to a two year deal. Right. So they have some insurance in Mike White. He's there in case for some reason, obviously. <coughs> Tua is not healthy. He's already cleared of the concussion protocol and everything, and there's nothing that says he's for sure more likely to get concussions still. It seems like it happens sometimes, but it's not something you can actually yeah. predict. So um, I think a lot of Tua is just worry about something that you wouldn't be able to predict anyways. I think he just had a scary moment on the field that we all witnessed, and that is really what is hanging over him. I think had it been any other concussion and we didn't witness that, it we wouldn't be talking about it like we are. With Brady retiring, there's a bunch of, oh, maybe Florida, he goes to Miami, is to a safe. Well, then picking up the fifth year and stuff like this and signing Mike White just kind of like puts all that to bed, I think. I think it kind of solidifies to us. So if you were lowering him a little bit in your ranks due to risk, I think some of that risk has been alleviated. Yeah. I mean, they're still insuring him with one of the better backups in Mike White, but it is exactly that. This isn't a backup with potential to be a star. Yeah. No. He's just there in case they need him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor by a different name. Right, yeah, right. But not as much. Or Teddy Bridgewater. Let's not discredit the fact that Tua had a tremendous first half of the season before, unfortunately, he went down with the concussion. He was crushing it out there. So I think it's easy to forget about that because it was a little bit jaded by the concussions. But um, I certainly hope we see the same Tua come back next season that we saw in the beginning of the season last last year. I think it was mostly having Tyreek and Walsh model out there and they'll be back so I'd imagine the same tool will return. Yeah. Yeah. And all the running backs are back. All of them. And in Dolphins world. That didn't even get better. Um excuse me. They re-signed Miles Gaskin, extended him for a year. Are you guys hearing this? You guys, he might be making a resurgence. I'm just saying. I was right about Amon-Ra. Since we're talking about those RBs right now, it kind of made me sad seeing them go be like, yeah, Raheem Mostert, old man Mostert. Let's give you two years, 5.6 mil. And it's like, oh, you know, who's someone who else who isn't young who we've had before? Wait, yes, Jeff Wilson. We had him last year, two-year, $6 million deal. It's like, let, let's re-sign Gaskin, even though it's not even like he's touched a blade of grass on the field and forever but yeah let's bring him back and we've still got Ahmed so it's like gross because this could have been such a sweet spot for any of these like running backs that you hope land in a sweet position nope they're gonna roll with old man running backs and some kind of annoying committee and it's not gonna be great for fantasy Miles Sanders would have been fantastic Jamal Williams Alexander Madison yeah pretty much anyone on that list but who they signed pretty much that was like just better than terrible I, I don't I guess I don't I can't wrap my head around why teams do this stuff especially when there's salary caps and like you know you have to stay under a certain spending amount it is a little bit strange but i'm happy for miles Gaskin. man has a job maybe yeah i mean <laughs> for now i might be his only fan but whatever <laughs> at least for another day yeah. are you a fan of sam darnold um you know sam darnold so i like a good underdog <laughs> 
So I guess by default, that would make me a fan of Sam Darnold. Ta-da. So Sam Darnold has agreed to a one-year deal with the San Francisco 49ers. He's coming in as a high-quality backup behind Trey Lance because Trey Lance will be back and healthy by the start of the season. Right, He'll, he should be good. What about Purdy? Trey Lance is supposed to be there for training camp. Purdy is questionable for week one. Sam Darnold would be the number two quarterback at the lowest as of right now going into next year if Purdy isn't healthy. So this gives an opportunity to compete with Lance for a starting job. We've seen Sam Darnold. I, th- I think unless Lance is just terrible, it's not going to be Sam Darnold to start the season. But who knows? They're playing Purdy out there. And then I think that's just probably it probably solidifies Lance because it's dinging Purdy and the biggest threat to Lance was Purdy and they wouldn't bring in Sam Darnold here even if it's only a one year as, as if they were confident Purdy was going to be healthy. So I think it more solidifies Lance as something to look forward to this year. It probably dings Purdy a little bit more because that means they're not confident he's going to be healthy so they want a good backup. But the good backup maybe dings your confidence in Lance a little bit. The fact that they don't know if they have the QB there. You don't bring in Sam Darnold if you're super, super confident about Lance. So it's a it's a mixed bag for interpretation, but at least uh, Sam Darnold might be worth rostering in a deep league super flex. So what are you doing with those three quarterbacks in fantasy football? Are you trying to just stay away from them? What if you have Purdy, Darnold, or Trey Lance? Keeping Lance, you're trading Purdy, and you're stashing Darnold. Mike is... Yeah, it sounds fine. Yeah, interesting. Sounds about right. I don't want Purdy. I don't want Darnold either. It's got to be really deep for me to want Darnold. Yeah. Like a 32 team, one copy league. I, I want Darnold. Yeah. Well, I mean like there's a bunch of leagues where it's like 10% rostered players and most of the backup QBs are rostered and he's going to be one of the most desirable backup QBs. Yeah. There's a couple more that I'd like to get to here. Noble, I'll steal your thunder here a little bit and it's that mm-hmm. Dalton went to the Panthers mm-hmm. and Keenum went to the Texans. Both backup QBs but could have a little bit of value because they actually might be the starters at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Week one starters. I remember like Dalton's was like straight backup money, not like, you know, Mitch Trubisky week one starter. Case Keenum, two years, six mil, straight backup money. Dalton, two years, ten mil. That's a little bit better than backup money. Decent backup money is like eight to eight plus ten millimeter, ten. Like even Tyron mm-hmm. Taylor got ten from the Giants last year. Mm-hmm. While Taylor Heineke got four. Yeah, that's good backup that's money. That's another backup. Yeah, that's another backup who also could get some playing time. Yeah. Heine Licker. Heine Lecker, yep. He signed with the Falcons. So my reaction with Heine to the Falcons is that we knew they were going to sign a QB. Whether it was going to be better or worse than Ritter, we didn't know. So assuming that none of the top like four QBs fall to the Falcons in the draft, there's a good chance they could just roll with Ritter for a year and have Heineke as the backup. And if Ritter gets hurt or just plays himself out of a job, then they can put in a competent backup in a division where it's really hard to say who's going to be the best team. So I guess they're just putting their self in a flexible position. Texans are a good shot to get one of the top four rookie QBs next year. We know often the rookie QBs aren't the starters week one. So Case Keenum could be this year's Mitch Trubisky or Mariota. Uh, he could also be replaced really easily as the second QB. But given the fact they gave him a two-year $6 million deal, if you're scraping QBs 33 through, you know, 64, Case Keenum's on that list at least. Okay, so while we 
were on the discussion of the Panthers, I want to talk about the massive trade that went down between the Panthers and the Bears. The Panthers trade up to get the 101, searching for a quarterback because they have had quarterback woes last year, big time. So they trade, they get the 101 and they trade off the 109 pick 61, a 2024 first, a 2025 second, and DJ Moore. This to me was like massive, massive. What is happening? Obviously, they're going to go get their guy. Do we have any idea who their guy is as far as quarterback? Probably the first overall pick. So are we thinking that is Bryce Young? Not sure yet. Okay. I think whatever I guess, I'll probably be wrong because yeah. I'm not sure they're going to make the best decision. Okay. Bad team. I mean, the Panthers have been bad for a while now, and bad teams are bad because they make bad decisions over and over again. And just because they get the first overall pick doesn't mean that they're going to make a good decision now. <laughs> yep. Will Levis. Like they could, they could select Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky went over Mahomes. Yeah, the Raiders picked Marcus Russell years ago. Bad teams don't make good decisions. Right. And even if they get the best quarterback, who the hell is he throwing to? Adam Thielen, maybe? Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall is like... I do want to point out and give Mike the the little boost that Terrace Marshall season. Yeah. Maybe? It's got to be. After, after just being willing to be like, you know what? I doubled down on it. I'm sorry. And then all of a sudden, DJ Moore gets traded. It's like, okay, Terrace Marshall season again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Thielen is going going, I think, tomorrow for a visit. So he may, they may have Adam Thielen. But just such an interesting trade. Were, were you guys like, what is happening? I loved it for the Bears. I mean, I like it for the Panthers, too, in different ways. But I just think the Bears got a decent enough pieces to really kind of build that team. Yeah. It'd be nice with Justin Fields there. DJ Moore. I mean, when your third best wide receiver is either Claypool or Mooney, and you still have Komet, that that's a decent set of receivers he's got over there. Last year, they had absolutely nothing. And now... Now they've got, now they've got something. And, and Nick, who is like a huge DJ Moore fan, for real. I know I usually say that and I'm joking, but Nick actually really does love DJ Moore. For real, for real. Were you excited for this for DJ Moore? To like, Do you feel like you might finally be able to cash in on all of your DJ Moore stocks? It's been a couple years in a row where trade deadline comes around and ooh, DJ Moore is in trade talks. And then it just hasn't happened. Well, it finally happened. Not great. We talked about how many games Fields had over 200 yards passing yeah. last year. It's it's like there's not that big of a pie to be divvied up, and they've got some good options there. It could be a ding for DJ Moore. More of a ding? It could be. Oh, boy. <laughs> it depends on whether the Bears become more of a team that accumulates yards via the air versus the ground mm -hmm. now with these weapons. So okay. that's a possibility that they just they pass more. They get more passing yards. There's more passing touchdowns to go around. But, I mean, like his Achilles heel has been the receiving touchdowns in DJ Moore as a Panther. And he goes to a team that probably isn't going to throw a lot of touchdowns. So it could be the same. I don't see it any great path to going up. And there's a more than unlikely chance that he falls a little bit. Oh, that His value went up though now, which is, which is wild to me. Uh, people are valuing him more now. Name in the headline. They're drafting him higher. Seeing him in trades, he's you know, being worth a 105 and a 23 class like just things that people would have said were absolutely insane last year and, and now he gets traded to the Bears with Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool and Cole Komet and 
and their quarterback throws 150 yards. Yeah. Well, I would say ride that high and trade him for everything you can get, right? He did when his bragging rights were St. Brown and Byron Pringle. His options are nothing to sneeze at. I'm like, I, I never understood that phrase. What are you allergic? <laughs> uh, but anyways. Don't sneeze at me. <laughs> uh, his, his passing options are better. I love when Nick uses a phrase and then applies logic and he's like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. This makes no sense. <laughs> when you don't have necessarily the greatest blocking, even though by some measures the Bears had a good offensive line, it seemed more to me like, I don't know if that's the line that should be credited for that. But if he actually has a chance to sit, drop back, stop, and throw rather than having to run, like immediately look, nobody's open, run. He's going to have options for people to be open, hopefully, mm-hmm. with a little bit better wide receiving core. So maybe he can develop as a passer. I mean, like he wasn't bad at Ohio State. And if he can do his best C.J. Stroud impression, maybe he will improve a little bit as a passer. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, four fields last year with all the injuries, there were times where he didn't even have to look up. They weren't open. He just had to run. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go through my progressions. I already know how they're going to look. Pringles covered. <laughs> other guys covered. Yeah. Komet's double covered. He's our best player somehow. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, he tucks and runs. He's not going to throw a lot. Like, of course, with that group. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe better for Fields this year. Okay. Well, interesting. I mean, obviously, I think that was probably one of the biggest, like, wow trades that went down. I, I thought that was interesting. So I'm kind of excited to see how that mm-hmm. turns out yep. and who the Panthers end up going for. Former QB Sam Darnold signed with the 49ers and also former QB and QB of the Rams. Baker Mayfield moved on to a new team as well. Yeah. Which is a little interesting because I felt like Baker Mayfield was making a little bit of a resurgence there. And then now he's with the Bucks. Obviously the Bucks, you know, Tom Brady finally retires on his own terms. Best of luck to my man, Tommy Terrific. And so they need a quarterback. So Baker Mayfield, are they picking a quarterback? What is happening? Maybe. There might be a competition between Mayfield and Trask. Maybe Trask is the starter. Maybe they draft somebody. Maybe they still trade for somebody. Okay. But I just can't be confident in Mayfield at one year, $4 million to be the starter. Okay. So maybe just backup role. Yeah. Madison to the Vikings. Did that just happen? Just yeah. now? Steph just said so. Dang. Like Alexander Madison, the running back? Yeah, oh, the one that's on the Vikings. Yeah. He's still on the Vikings. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah. Ta-da. Yeah. Watch Cook. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if something happens with Cook because he wasn't wanting to restructure. Watch him get traded to the Bills right now. Ooh. That'd be so nice. Dalvin Cook. Oh, James Cook. Cook. Too many cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Nick. That would be definitely the title of a, of a podcast. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Yep, yep. And it'd be on every podcast. But anyways, we're talking about Baker Mayfield. Yeah, yeah. Back to Baker Mayfield. <laughs> you put Baker Mayfield next to a lot of QBs, like probably 40, 50 QBs. And it's like, I'm not sure if he's the starter. But to me, you put him next to Trask. I'm like, go Baker Mayfield. Yeah. <laughs> you put Baker Mayfield next to 60. QBs and he's taller than one of them. Is he short? Uh, also true. Also true. Yeah. Aww. He's he's not super tall. He's like Bryce Young. I like Baker. There's a lot of comparisons between those two. Don't have to not like him because of his height. They're not tall. No. Uh, but yeah, Baker, he's got some pretty sweet weapons. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you get a best case scenario with Mayfield, which may not still be very good, <laughs> but at least you get the best case scenario for that. I think this might ding Evans or Godwin a little bit. Yeah. Unfortunately. Especially since they're not really in a position to get one of these top four QBs. So I don't know necessarily there's going to be somebody drafted there. And if 
they do it maybe like Hendon Hooker later or something. Maybe they move up in the draft. You think they want to take another mid-round quarterback? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Baker Mayfield lives to die another day, and he gets to live this season on the Bucks. All right, well, that'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out. Let's go into some of the running backs we haven't talked about. Running back. So we're starting with Jacobs? Yep, which you should love. I love Josh Jacobs. So let's start with Josh Jacobs. He was franchise tagged. He has come out and said he will play on the franchise tag. Jacobs had his best season ever. Ever, ever. Forever. Ever, ever. Ever and ever and ever. Josh Jacobs' fantasy value after his franchise tag. Are you doing anything different with Josh Jacobs? I am sliding him up just slightly, and it's mostly due to finding out what's going down with him. Like, a bunch of the RBs are in flux right now as we wonder whether they're going to be replaced in free agency or the draft. Jacobs got franchise tag. They're not going to bring in someone who's going to take anything away from Jacobs. They were one of the first to sign or tamper talk with a backup running back when they brought back Abdullah. So I don't know necessarily that there's something there that's going to take away from Jacobs. Yep, I liked Samir White as a player at Georgia and I was hoping you know if Jacobs left maybe Zamir but we didn't see much of him last year and then they bring Jacobs back so we're waiting another year for Zamir at least yeah I, I like Jacobs probably slightly over consensus just due to him being solidified for me it's him or the other guy who got franchise tagged Tony Pollard who do you like better Mike oh Jacobs 100% Jacobs over Pollard definitely even if they cut old man Zeke which they did even if, if even if, even if they cut Zeke and they cut Zeke's back up and they bring in like the ghost of Ricky Williams to back up Pollard, <laughs> I, I still like Jacobs more. We saw what Jacobs can do last year with a full workload having the franchise tag means that they have no reason to limit any of his workloads, not overuse him every game. It's not a have him as a workhorse. He's got really no one else on that roster. I know you like Samir. Mm-hmm. I don't have any issues with Samir, but he's not Jacobs. and He's barely a stash now as far as Samir. They could legitimately just run Jacobs into the ground this year and he could have an amazing fantasy season and I still like him at, you know, the value he was at going into this year. Yeah. Maybe a little more because we know that he can get work this year. Yeah. He goes into next year about the age that Tony Pollard is going into this year. Yeah. So I agree with you, too. I prefer Jacobs to Pollard, but I have them basically back to back now. So Zamir is a good example of landing spots matter. Good player, bad landing spot. Yep. He's someone who I'll have hopes for for a couple of years like Keyshawn Vaughn, <laughs> where he does nothing. Mm-hmm. And then cut him. And then I hope. And then maybe. And then nothing. Brian Edwards. And then I hope. Yeah. And then maybe. And nothing. Yeah, but this the running back version. He could be a Terrence Marshall. Mike might be cashing in on him. Never know. I'll probably end up cutting him <laughs> at some point next year. <laughs> it's like angels in the outfield. Hey, it could happen. It could happen. This year was my uh, finally my Brian Edwards year. Next year will be Terrace. <laughs> no, Bradwards is Deadwards. Yeah. Abdullah, you touched on him really quick. Why? It's not really relevant. It's not really relevant, but it's the fact that they went out and signed a... A known backup that they have quickly signed an inferior backup meaning like if they're going to sign somebody they're going to have to sign somebody else and pay them a little bit mm-hmm. i just don't think they're going to bring in somebody good there with jacobs there on the franchise tag okay. they clearly wanted to bring back what they had last year and do what they did last year with the run game because it was good like we talked about matt Breida coming back to the giants they did that right at the same time as abdullah went back to the raiders yeah so it's like both these tagged rbs got clearly inferior 
Arby's immediately brought back behind him. I'm not confident that they're going to bring in a yeah. another really good RB that takes away some of the work. So that's part of what gives me confidence with Jacobs. Okay. Hey, Breda is really fast. Yeah. And that's it. Real fast, man. Real fast. And that's it. Left turn, left turn, left turn. <laughs> okay. Broncos release Chase Edmonds, freeze up $5.92 million on their salary cap. So hooray Broncos for that. He had started with Miami and then joined the Broncos halfway through the season. So Chase Edmonds... <sighs> I mean, really has no fantasy value. So Chase Edmonds gone, Smajay P. Ryan in with the Broncos. Yeah, Nick's a big fan of P. Ryan. <laughs> he likes saying his name. Say my name, say my name. Yeah, so Smajay P. Ryan back to the Broncos. We know that Javante Williams probably is going to be a slow start, missing games at the beginning of the season. We were curious who the RB there would be because whoever they are, it's probably going to be worth starting in fantasy for at least a few weeks. So they bring in Smajay P. Ryan, who was used so much it was annoying as a Bengal. So here he is to be on the Broncos and might perform a similar role for Javante Williams as he was for Joe Mixon, just dinging him down enough to where he takes away enough of the catches and goal line looks to take some of the like icing off the cake for fantasy value. Well, he certainly got paid enough. Um, Mike Boone, speaking of Broncos, Mike Boone was uh, in Denver, is now with Houston, 27 years old. Um, just basically what depth behind behind Damian Pierce. Yeah, so do I care about Boone no. for the Texans? No. no. I care about whatever rookie ends up there and dings Damian Pierce value, which I think is a real thing. But what they have done is signed two wide receivers, Noah Brown and Robert Woods. Ooh, Noah Brown, he came from Dallas. To the Texans. So whichever rookie QB, which I'm assuming they get one of the rookie QBs, whichever rookie QB they get is going to be thrown to Noah Brown and Robert Woods. Not super sexy. And maybe Cooks. Maybe. He's also in trade talks. Yeah, Noah Brown was a little bit of a surprise. I had Noah Brown in Dallas that I hate to admit I played quite a bit because he had some fantasy relevance. No way. Yeah, no <laughs> way. He's my Miles Gaskin of the wide receiver kind. <laughs> yeah, the wide receivers aren't really exciting yet. Hopefully by next week, but likely even later. All right. There was one other player that was tagged who doesn't fit into our QBRB wide receiver. Who? Who? And that's Pro Bowler. Who? Evan. Oh, yeah, Ingram. Evan. Yeah. Evan, hold on. He's in my notes. He got hold franchise tag. <sighs> <laughs> he's he's still a, a Jaguar. Evan Ingram. Yep, <laughs> you're right. He was franchise tagged. I got him. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I got One year him. deal, fully guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, he's set to earn 11.3 million. Yeah, more than Barkley. They still could agree on an extension, so he's on a franchise tag now. But I think they're still in discussions. There could be an extension there. Had a career resurgence last year. I'm just saying mm -hmm. he had a good season he's only so Evan Ingram has battled injury in the past but he only missed two games since 2020 after battling all of those injuries so he's been pretty healthy and last year had a good season yep I mean do we have what kind of fantasy value are we holding we know tight ends prime a little later and he's 28 being franchise tag probably means he's going to be used he's in a sweet spot there with Trevor Lawrence I think he's somewhere around the back end tight end one no later than an early tight end two one of those guys is going to be in that group that's going to be like four winners and eight losers <laughs> because only four of them are going to be tight end ones, but he's in that group. He's 
one of those guys that uh, belongs in that range. So in terms of dynasty value, he has kind of probably a one year window of like usage and then it'll fall off. Unless like you said, he gets re-signed. Right. He could get re-signed. I mean, he's probably a good target for somebody who wants to wait a little bit on side ends, but mm-hmm. not wait terribly long. It kind of get somebody in the middle of the road that's got upside to be top five. But is he going to be one of those players coming off of the big season he had last year? Is he going to be one of those players that you don't want to spend what he's going to go for? Like there's always going to be that one person in a draft that drafts him higher than you want to take Evan Ingram. Yes, that's why I don't get a lot of players. <laughs> I only get my 25. Yeah. Okay. So he will have a, he'll probably have a big season, but he might not have long-term potential on your dynasty roster. Still up in the air. Still up in the air, but his value is not high enough to the point where you really need to, he's, he's a middling tight end. It's not like you're paying early first for the guy. Right. You're going right. to pay up for a, yeah. your favorite of the middling ones. Meh. Moving on, Josh Jacobs, same draft class as Miles Sanders and David Montgomery, who each found new teams as well. Yeah, so Miles Sanders finds himself in Carolina. So he is now a Panther. I feel like that's a pretty good landing spot for Miles Sanders. The Panthers have been trying to, have been signing offensive linemen in free agency. So hopefully their line is improving. Yeah. They traded up to the 1.01. So it sounds like a rookie QB next year. So maybe you lean on the run game more. Uh, this kind of hurts for Chuba Hubbard. Oh, big time. Yeah. yeah. He was dead. He yeah. was dead by now anyway. Yeah. I don't feel like Chuba ever really was a thing. Like was. by default, because there was nobody there when they traded off McCaffrey. They had to use somebody, but I feel like um, Miles. I feel like Miles is a good running back, and I feel like he could definitely fit into Carolina and and make a dent in in the fantasy world. So I'm kind of excited for Miles Sanders in Carolina. Yep, Hubbard was, had the most hype a year before he actually got drafted into the pros. Yeah, where he was in the mix with the top running backs, and then has been on basically a free fall ever since. So yep, unfortunate. But if you think like, what was Gainwell worth? last year. Could Hubbard be worth something close to that this year? Maybe, maybe. Uh, But they did pay Sanders. So does this, speaking of Gainwell, does this give Gainwell a boost? Well, it was already assumed that Sanders was gone. They weren't bringing him back. Uh, So far, not terrible for Gainwell considering who they brought in. Yeah. Yeah. Mike has some strong opinions about who they brought in. Strong opinions? On. Oh, Rashad Penny? Rashad Penny. He's always hurt. Closer to a dollar or a penny. Which one? Closer to a penny. (laughs) Pennies on the dollar. Yeah, pennies on the nickel. He got paid less than Boston Scott to go to Philly. It really, it really looks like with all like just the you know having part uh, Boston Scott and him, it really looks like they're just gonna draft Bijan. <sighs> Is it going any other way? They've invested three million dollars in their in the backfield. Let Miles Sanders go. Yeah, and they didn't bring in one of these studs. Yeah, they're not being like linked to anybody. You don't hear anybody like the Eagles talking to Hunt or Eagles eyeing. Like no, they just signed these two guys for as little as they possibly can sign players for. We'll know by next week. Week, but like the last domino that I think has a lot of relevance to fall is Leonard Fournette. Yeah, yeah, Fournette's still floating out there, isn't he? And I think he would actually be okay there. Well, here's a penny for your thoughts. Where's my penny? Yeah, like sell him if you still got him. Yep, smoke him if you got him. The penny just keeps turning up. Before people realize that it's a, a six hundred thousand dollar deal that he gets cut in training camp or whatever happens with him. Hamstring. Yeah. Oh, surprise! Oh, man. Watch him have like two good games and then that's it. Yeah. Watch him draft Bijan and then give Boston Scott all the third downs and yeah. <laughs> Just the goal line carries and Gainwell's on third downs and Betty doesn't play. But he's actually
active all 16 games. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha. So this year is Ronald Jones. Uh, <laughs> all right. One last one yes. uh, on the running backs before we move on. Oh, we got to talk about the other guy in the Sanders and Jacobs class. Yeah. David Montgomery. David Montgomery to the Lions. Long trombone. What are your What are your thoughts on David Montgomery? Are either of you David Montgomery fans? Not really. Okay. First word that comes to mind: pain. Yeah, like <laughs> which is not usually a good thing. What really comes to mind for me, I think, is probably like twenty the twenty twenty season when he just blew up for like the last five weeks of the year. But like the first like mm-hmm. eleven weeks, I think he scored like sixty. I know it wasn't sixty points, but it seemed like he scored sixty points the first eleven weeks total, and then like another hundred and fifty in four games. I remember a rebuilding squad. You yeah. sent me Kelsey and Montgomery yeah, in that season, and it helped me win the championship in that league. And Noble quotes it when she talks about how awesome Kelsey is. Just like, oh, championship yeah. teams. It was 2020, at least when that applied, because then he missed one of the weeks in COVID. I'm sorry, then... did you mention Kelsey? Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, mm. yep. He's mentioned. But this makes me so sad for Swift. Does it? It does. Are you sure? <sighs> is David Montgomery better than Jamal Williams? I think so. Yeah. You do you? He's like a 17 touchdown kind of guy who can like rush for 900 yards on the Lions. Is they like the same player? Okay, I think the accumulation of touchdowns for Jamal Williams has inflated the perception of how actually good he is. Does it? He got almost all of his were from within one yard out. Yeah. Like, does that mean he's good or is that usage? Is Montgomery good or is he the only running back on the Bears? That's true. That's true. I'm not saying that Montgomery is a bad player. I'm not saying Jamal Williams is the best player. I'm just saying I think they're a lot closer in skill level than people like to kind of put together. Maybe Montgomery's a little bit better. It's the fact that he's not like electric in the pass game. He's, he's not. not like electric really at all. But you know who is? DeAndre, DeAndre Swift. Swift. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Are you saying you think that David Montgomery is going to come in and like really ding Swift? That's what everybody's saying. Well, think about it. Like what, who is the best running back that was a free agent that could have signed there was Swift. And yeah. like it's it, David Montgomery he's probably one of the top ones if not like Sanders yeah. or with these other guys who got tagged or whatever so this is like worst case what was that contract three year 18 million yeah. and then it was less than that guaranteed but that just means it's just, it's not just like it's not going to be the swift show and everybody else which there was foreshadowing an interview with the coach I was watching where he was like you know he had injury concerns the injuries pop up periodically and we had to look at ourselves and be like did we cause this maybe Maybe we asked too much of something and caused this to happen to ourselves. So they bring in David Montgomery. I think that just means like both of them are worth less than they were last year. I don't know if it necessarily means by a ton, but the way Swift has been faded, Hmm. I was way above that. And this brings me closer to that. I'm probably still higher than consensus, but closer to where he's been faded by the masses with DeAndre Swift. I mean, you're definitely going to be higher than consensus on Swift at this point. He's probably probably just a good value for you still. Interesting. Yeah, hold. Without having any return. Uh, buy. I'd, I'd buy. Yeah. If it's on the new value, I suppose, but not someone I'm going to be able to sell at least for now. So a lot of these teams are going to these committee running backs where they're just trying to get the most out of their running backs rather than running them into the ground is what I'm hearing, right? Well, DeAndre Swift, this is a contract year too. Like, you run him into the ground, who 
cares? You let him go. I just did not understand this move. Okay. Like you could have just like used up Swift this year and let him go next year. Maybe they don't have confidence after his injuries. Or maybe they are going to sign him and they don't want to run him into the ground this year. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Okay. So we'll keep an eye on DeAndre Swift. I mean, it's not unreasonable to think that they could have two running backs when the first one was only signed for 318. I mean, we have multiple running backs on our fantasy team. So why wouldn't they have multiple running backs on the real teams, right? I mean, we got two quarterbacks. That's the same, right? Yeah. That's the same. Totally the same, yeah. guys. We got two quarterbacks. Exactly. I mean, this logic. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> All right. So what are we? Travis Homer to the Bears where Montgomery came from. Yeah. Okay. So Travis Homer takes over for David Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to laugh? Like, is that? Yes, because Khalil Herbert. Yeah, it's Khalil Herbert or the rookie that they draft, one of the two. Yeah. Homer is nothing but a Seattle fan Homer pick. Got paid more than both Boston Scott and Rashad Penny. He's not a Homer out, he's not a homer out of the park is what you're saying? Mm, yeah, this is more like a uh, like a walk yeah. or a single. E.T. phone Homer. Yeah, he is not an exciting player. No. <laughs> no not no, at all. No. I like his name, though. No. Nothing to see Nothing. here. Nothing, Nothing to see here. Okay, so that wasn't super exciting. That wasn't like, oh my god, yay, we got Travis Homer. I'm so excited. <laughs> I am excited to get to these wide receivers. All right, Noble, I'm so excited to talk about these wide receivers. I'm going to bring them in for you. Yeah, be excited. Yay. Yeah, very excited. Yay. So by the time you hear this, it's probably too late. Rodgers has been traded. And on his list of demands to do so, he wanted to go get Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, James Jones, Jordy Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> he said, bring back the golden years and put them on the Jets. For real. I was like, really? You've been bitching about a wide receiver for how many years and this is your list? Did you say Donald Driver? <laughs> and they played hardcore pawn and they were like, best I can do is Alan Lazard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I mean, it's kind of like, is this for real? Is this really what we're talking about here? Yep. Elijah Moore, who's awesome, I think, underrated, did demand a trade. I, I don't even want to talk about Rodgers because some of these wide receivers might be gone, and I hope it's Corey Davis, but... That's likely. With Lazard to the Jets, that's, you know, at least there's the QB familiarity. I'm not sure what he's going to be worth. It's going to depend on how many wide receivers get traded in this deal. He got paid. Lazard is paid, so you know he's going to be there. I'm not sure where he's going to fall in the pecking order right now. Do you have an opinion on Lazard. Well, I have a little story about Lazard from a trade offer I got immediately after he got signed. Somebody offered me Lazard for the 205. Like, mm. it, it's pretty much just like, you know, the, the biggest upside this guy had was with Rodgers, and he's a wide, you know, back end wide receiver three, high wide receiver four, and he wasn't worth a second now. And then the news happens, he signs a contract with the Jets, and it's like, dude, could you, could you imagine if this guy like got Rodgers? And yeah, I, I can't imagine that. I, I've seen it. It's not great. Right. Like, this isn't New. And and now adding Garrett Wilson and, and maybe Elijah Moore picks up like Yeah, why did we think all of a sudden Lazard is gonna get better when the same quarterback <laughs> is throwing to him? <laughs> like this is this is yeah. not an improvement. And he's not the default wide receiver yeah. one, I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know where to value Adam Lazard. Some somewhere Yeah. Somewhere 
in the it's okay to have him, but I'm probably not yeah. playing much of him. Like if all my other wide receivers get hurt. <laughs> like a guy that's probably like the guy that's probably worth a third, but I'd probably like the roster spot and, and a pick in, in a year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I want to trade him for a second because I think, you know, best case for the Zard, worst case for the pick is that it's a net even and the pick is younger. Yeah. So yeah, I understand where you're coming from with that. Like if Elijah Moore is the one getting moved or they move Elijah Moore and Corey Davis or something, there's like paths there where he could be at least semi-relevant. But yeah, I kind of think he got overpaid, but that's just like what Jets and Jags do. Yeah. They, uh, bad for a reason. Yeah. Oh my God. I what? totally missed Juju went to the Patriots. Yeah, your favorite. What She's your favorite. The heck? Yeah. So is he redeemable now? I don't know. I might be mad at the Patriots. <laughs> Why? You know, it's actually it's actually really cool. I really like this for Juju because this says that the Patriots think he's worth what Juju's worth, like like what Myers is worth, but they prefer him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I you don't know? have anything against Juju. They could have just kept they could have kept the guy they had all this time, you know. He's gonna have a decent role there. Because they had the same contract. I really I I want Juju to, to succeed. I don't I like Juju like I loved him in Pittsburgh when he was like blowing it up and Mm -hmm. then then he made you mad when Antonio Brown left Juju kind of was like a non-factor because you guys have talked about Mm -hmm. it before he's better as a wide receiver Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. from Juju to Dudu he went from Juju to Dudu so let's hope Juju's back so (laughs) I'm just literally seeing this for the first time I totally missed that Juju went to the Patriots that's gonna be interesting is it? Juju was great after the catch last year. The Patriots had no wide receivers that were good after the catch last year. I think he fits a Mac Jones arm talent pretty well. I think this is like, like Mike said, like someone who thinks Juju is what Juju thinks Juju is. So I feel bad. Juju's kind of been bounced around. So let's hope he found his home. Well, I mean, he's got three years. He's a good player. Like I I want him to find a team that he flourishes. Now, is he going to do Tic Tacs with Bill. <laughs> Tic Tacs? <laughs> what is Bill? Yeah, his, his breath is going to be fresh with the couch. Wait, are you saying Tic Tacs or Tic Tocs? I was going to go with Tic but it came out of tack. Oh, I was like, is he worried about his fresh breath or is he doing dances? It, it was a subtle okay. jab at the younger yeah. generation. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. That's it. I totally missed that one. In all of the news, I, did, I never saw Juju come across my feed, so. Sorry, guys. I'm a little behind on that one. So, Mike, I'm going to rapid fire you. You tell me whether you prefer Juju or this player. Okay. Ready? Sure. Juju or Mike Evans with Baker Mayfield? Mike Evans with anybody. Juju or Cortland Sutton? Juju. Juju or Mike Williams? Ooh, that's close. Stumped him. That's that weird range of wide receivers that I always end up picking in and never end up with Mike Williams, but would totally end up with Juju just a little bit after. Mm -hmm. Well, Juju is two years younger, if it helps. I've got to go Juju there. Juju. Or the multi-million dollar Christian Kirk. <gasps> Kirk. Ooh, take Kirk there. I, I I don't hate it, but I wouldn't be surprised if we look up in a year and we like Juju more than Kirk with Ridley coming back. Oh yeah, it could totally happen. You know, it's interesting that you bring mm-hmm. up uh, Kirk um, with Ridley mm-hmm. reinstated. Mm-hmm. Really seeing them very very close in startups uh, mm-hmm. right now. They're like literally within like a, a range of four picks of each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like of those two, which do you prefer? Ridley. Neither. But if you had to pick between the two, because like in the <laughs> In a, in a current startup I'm doing, they literally, it was like mm-hmm. uh, 804 and 805 they went, Kirk and Ridley. Mm-hmm. If it was redraft, I'm probably taking Ridley because I've seen Ridley be better than Kirk, even though Ridley's older, but Ridley's 
only 28 right now. This could still be the best year of Ridley's career and then down after that. So for redraft, maybe Ridley, but Kirk's two years younger and he was decent last year, even if he was very, very hit and miss and that he's paid. So long-term probably Kirk, but short-term Ridley. And Ridley's 28, but he is kind of almost like a red shirt where he sat out for a year. So he didn't get beat up for a year. He didn't take any punches. So he's he's really only like 27 yeah. in football years. <laughs> yep, yep. So not as much of a gamble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mike, are you laughing at me? No. <laughs> With Christian Kirk, we've seen what Christian Kirk looks like as the best option for the Jags, and it was okay, not great. I can't imagine it being better than that next year when you add Ridley. So I think like the ceiling is higher for what Ridley could eventually he he could be, but man, neither one of these guys are ones I'm targeting and both ones I'd prefer to sell right now. Yeah. They're both tough. Good. Transitioned us right to the wide receivers and out of the wide receivers and into the next show. We're Very done. Very nice. Good job. We're done. Mike, oh. way to segue into Ridley on that one. Can I just tell you? I just want to give yeah. you a... Like, way oh, to go. Okay. Look okay. at you being a host. <laughs> Went right into it like bada. Well, that ends another fantastic fantasy football podcast with Nick and Mike and myself, of course. <laughs> Lots of information, super exciting stuff going on in the NFL right now, which is always entertaining to talk about. I love listening to Mike and Nick give all their viewpoints on how this affects players. Um, we hope week to week we are helping you have usable information to go and make all of your trades and ranking players and drafting players and startups. So we thank you for tuning in week after week. We certainly appreciate you guys listening and following. And we've got some exciting shows coming up. We will be doing a mock draft of the rookies we're going to be seeing in this year's rookie draft. So that's super exciting. You're going to want to tune in for that next show. Is that what I'm hearing, Nick? Sounds like a plan, ma'am. All right. We hope we made your fantasy dreams come true. And of course, as always, peace, love, and prosper. <laughs> Good job. I hope all your free agent fantasy dreams came true. Yeah. Oh, and Nick. So you guys, I, like, my computer crashed last week. And I just want to give a shout out to Nick for closing out the last podcast. Like, it was his job. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why I'm mm-hmm. here. Because he crushed it. Mm-hmm. He even told everybody mm-hmm. to peace, love, and prosper. So thank you for closing out the show last mm-hmm. week. You did you did amazing. I was here too. It's almost like I just repeated all the things you normally say. Yeah. I know, but you did it so well. Like it was your job. It's almost like I do this all the time. Yeah. It's almost like he listens to it while he's editing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Over and over again. It's almost like I listen to it more than anyone. Over and over again. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't like to call it Big Papa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> now you guys are making me feel like I'm annoying. <laughs> no. Listening to the same thing over and over again, regardless of whether it's you or me or him, it's going to drive him crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not annoying. All the time. (laughs) Fired. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Peace, love, and prosper. Good night.